sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit, liftoff. Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Life Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Thompson. If you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. Um, Doug is out for the day, but we are joined by David Gray in the studio when that that music was loud, I felt like I couldn't hear myself. Yeah, the music. But I was telling Doug about, and Steve and I were talking about that a little bit. The music's been a little loud, but Steve's working on it. It's pre-programmed, so it's not anything that he can play with himself right well, sometimes now. Sometimes I hear myself fine, and then other times I'm like, huh, yeah, it gotta, was a little loud. Yeah, gotta yell. You know, <laughs> I'm too soft-spoken. It's good music. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. How you been? I'm good. I'm good. Haven't been here for months, and now I've been here twice in the last two weeks. Yeah. Just keep showing up. <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good. Long work week, but uh, glad it's Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, always nice to have a weekend. You do anything good over the weekend? Um, not too much this weekend. Babysitting for my grandkids, so that's oh, that's, that's cool. always good. And uh, But no, not doing too much. I'm trying to get back into some normal rhythms. Uh, mm. Last weekend for Easter, I've been kind of joking about this a little bit. Um, my son moved not too long ago from Atlanta to Fort Lauderdale, and oh, okay. we hadn't been down to see him yet at his new place in mm-hmm. Fort Lauderdale. And my birthday was last Friday, what Good Friday, and so uh, he had uh, arranged um, a birthday present for me, which was a round of golf at Trump's place oh, in uh, Miami, yeah. Doral, right, which yeah. is a pretty famous golf course yeah. way before Trump ever owned it, called the Blue Monster, and they played pga tour events there so kevin my son had a, a friend who used to work there and through mm. that contact he was able to get me around golf well it turns out it was sunday morning at nine thirty. so when mm. i when he told me and i reacted i, I my first reaction was kev that's easter sunday yeah. and, and then i felt bad because i didn't want him to think oh i i, I don't appreciate the gift right and, he, and and i do believe this wholeheartedly he said look he said i got this a month ago he said, and it didn't even dawn on me that Easter was so early uh, this year. Yeah. He, his birthday is later in April. And he said, I always associate Easter with his birthday. kind of being around my yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah. And so it worked out fine. My wife and, and Kevin uh, went hung around in Fort Lauderdale and went to church. And I drove down and uh, was able to play, got paired up with a, with a nice husband and wife and their teenage son that they had oh, for wow had him on a trip for his senior year in high school kind of present. And That's cool. So, and they were about as good or worse than me. So that always takes <laughs> off some pressure. Right. <laughs> I yeah. was worried, you know, you go to a place like that, I'm going to get paired up with, you know, three club pros that right, are right. playing from the back tees. Yeah, and then, yeah. but anyway, it was, it was a fun trip and a good day, but, uh, I realize I'm getting older and crankier when I when driving four hours is now a long trip for me, and <laughs> right. I need to get home and get back into my routine. Yeah. So how about you? You got anything going this weekend? No, just yeah. hanging out. How's the family? They're good. Baby's good? Yeah, she's yeah. great. Yeah. Took her to the chiropractor today. Really? Yeah, got her uh, adjusted a little bit. And, really? Uh, yeah, they do that for your babies. I, did, I didn't know they did, did that for My instance. wife was like real, wanted to make sure that she got her doing that, because I guess, you know, she wanted to... I guess chiro- that the chiropractor can help babies with their uh, bowel movements and stuff okay. like that. So she was okay. afraid of her being constipated. So we take her, and 
she she likes it. She's she's so happy all the time, you know, like she really doesn't get upset much unless, you know, she's tired or yeah, hungry. Other right. than that, she's pretty happy. Well, whatever the chiropractor's doing must feel good because <laughs> yeah. if she's not complaining about it and crying about it, then it must be yeah. must be a good thing. So yeah. it's pretty cool. But you seen anything in the news uh today? Yeah, well, you know, there's always, right? Yeah, there's always, always something. Right? something. Yeah. I was yeah, a couple of things that caught my eye. Um you know, on on this this is not a major news story, and we've talked about stories like it before. But saw a story about a it's a, it's a story that starts off kind of lousy and then has a has a good ending, right? But a a, a, a server in a Morristown, New Jersey uh, restaurant um, got skunked. Yeah, had a big check, a big party, and got skunked on the tip. And mm-hmm. they they left a note that said, you know. Um, that they were upset about the COVID restrictions that limited their time in the restaurant to 90 minutes at mm-hmm. the table. And they were complaining. And so what do they do? They take it out on this right. poor server and, and, and don't give her a tip. Why didn't they just leave the place before they ordered anything? Exactly. And I'm not sure of all the circumstances and maybe they didn't know they were right. going to be asked to leave after 90 minutes, but it has to do with the amount of people waiting uh-huh. and that they don't want to keep people congregated and waiting you it's know, probably because of, they still have insane res- restrictions. They, that's exactly that. right. But anyway, um, and to this, to the server's credit, she didn't go out publicizing that she got skunked on this tip. But somebody who she worked with found out about it and took a picture of the the bill where mm-hmm. they gave a zero tip and put the note about being upset, and they posted that somewhere on Facebook. Anyway, long story short, they. There's a group, a Facebook group in that area that had been formed to try to help small businesses that were suffering during mm. COVID, and mm-hmm. they wound up giving the server seventeen hundred dollars from some cool. fund that they had people had contributed to, and then even better, the server um, used that money not necessarily for herself, but she split twenty percent of it among the other servers, mm. you know, to give them part of it, and then she used the rest of it supposedly to you know, buy some meals for healthcare workers and things like that. And I guess the reason, part of the reason it caught my eye is, you know, I think all of us in this last year, year and a half have been in situations, maybe similar, maybe where we were inconvenienced, irritated. And I think while we should um, have, we can have our opinions and we can have our um, position on things and we should, in a lot of these situations, the people that we're dealing with are young servers, mm-hmm. hostesses, whoever they are, that don't have really any say in this. Mm-hmm. They're just following direction and trying to keep their job, right? And I've run it, I ran into this this past weekend. And, um, you know, I think that as believers especially, it doesn't mean we roll over and and just agree with positions, but there's other ways to fight it. Yeah. And I, I think the issues are really with authorities and governments and, and representatives and things like that, not with, again, a 20-year-old hostess at a restaurant who or a server who's just trying to, to do her job. And how we react to that, you know, I think if you want, you can certainly say, okay, well, then I'm just going to go someplace else, like you said <laughs> earlier. But to get into it and and or leave, you know, not leave a tip or whatever it is just is not a very good 
yeah, I, testimony or witness. And I think it depends too on where you're at. Like here in Florida, like things are really good, but in some other other places where you know, like in New Jersey, throughout this past year, they wouldn't let gyms open, right? And so you know, a, a few gym owners were like, "We're opening anyway," absolutely, and, and incurred uh, debt and stuff like that. I think the the level of uh, tyranny dictates, you know, how our response is. But definitely, you know, if if you're uh, I, I think even if you are going to resist, it still needs to be done in a way that, you know, isn't, uh, I don't know, uh, I guess I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but isn't really uh, seen as nasty. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? You can resist and still be loving in the yeah. way that you do it. Well, you and I are in agreement on, I think, on a lot of our opinions about restrictions and, and all of those things. And um and I'm not talking about that. I agree with you. I'm I'm talking about in your day to day interactions, mm-hmm. right? Um, with with individuals who are working, and uh, and again, I, I I even within Florida, as you know, and having been in South Florida last weekend, mm. it it varies. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, a little yeah. more restrictive down there, although not too bad. And um and you know, my son made a good point. I'll give him give him the credit for this point. We're not going to change any restaurant workers minds by arguing with them for five minutes, you know, in the front of a restaurant, right? Again, they're trying to keep their job. They're trying to do what they're told. We're not going to change any minds in that, in that way. Now we may change some minds if we can, you know, take it to a different place or talk to the people that are, that are imposing these restrictions or get large groups of people who are civil disobedient, uh, all at the same time. Yeah. 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 Well, like I said, I'm thinking like if I don't want to, if I don't want to wear a mask in a place, for example, I can leave. Yeah, I just don't go. Yeah, just yeah. say okay. Well, I'll go someplace else, you know, where I can. I don't have to wear one. Or yeah. and maybe if enough people do that, to your point, and you know, my wife has said this a lot. If enough enough people do that, then um, maybe things will start to change. And I think things are changing a little bit anyway. I think we're seeing some of that. Yeah, I, you know, I think like I said here. Um, I, like I haven't had an issue with it I'm in Publix and in Walmart, and I've been real friendly to people, and you know workers have been friendly to me. Um, and, but you do get a get people who are shoppers there who give you some real nasty oh, yeah. looks. And, yeah, uh, I hadn't really experienced that in a while. But just the other day, this old, older gentleman was like, he followed me around the store, just was like looking at me like I can't believe this. And then he yeah. went and told the worker, but you know I don't care. Like that doesn't affect me. I still was able to shop, and yeah. everyone was polite and. Yeah. You know, it's not a not a big deal. But if I had like just, oh, what are you looking at? You know, and got uptight. Well, then who's the jerk in that situation? Right. You know what I mean? Oh, remember the call we had a couple of weeks ago when I was here mm. um, or however long it was from the woman who has in a lot more serious situation has this going on in her church. Yeah. That is feeling shamed, you know, in her church and feeling like she's getting those kind of looks mm-hmm. and everything. And boy, that's a really tough situation. Yeah. And I, I don't want to rehash that whole thing, but. You know, I think we we had a good discussion about it that day, and uh, again, you know, t- tough situation to be in, and uh, I really I really felt for her. Yeah, day. and I, I think that was Maria, I believe it was her name, yep. who called. That's that, right. Great having her uh, call in, and you know, I think we're going to be faced with a lot more of that over the coming uh, months and years. I don't think this is something that we're just going to go back to normal, you know, right away or just you know out of nowhere. Correct. Yeah, correct. I agree. All right, we are up against the break, so we will be back with more after the break. 
We'd like to sh- give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. And we'd like to give a shout out to our listeners who listen online, wherever you are in the world or in the country. And we'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening here locally, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night. That is Mercy Me with Even If. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we are talking a little bit about the news of the day and of the week, really. Um, And David Gray is in for Doug McCary, who is out of town right now. Um, So uh, did you see uh, any of, uh, oh, I think we got a caller maybe. Did you see any of uh, uh, the uh, administration's uh, new gun control measures? A a little bit. I haven't, I haven't, I've been reading some other things, but I haven't followed that too, too closely. Yeah. And, uh, I, just the thing, you know, is, uh, pretty, I I would, you know, obviously being a fan of the second amendment, uh, that doesn't jive well for me. But then, uh, the thing that really kind of got at me was that, uh, uh, his press secretary, Jen, however you say her last name said, Oh, there's more to come. So it's like, you know, man thing that's, yeah, that's, uh, scary words for people who you know uh are into freedom uh you know and history seems to show that if you want to oppress people what do you do you take away their weapons uh, and their means for self-defense yep yep i think we have a call um sounds like justine is on the line hi justine thanks for calling hi how are you good how are you can you hear me we can hear you uh what can we do for you well you know I um, I had COVID, and I know it was actually COVID because I only got tested because I lost my sense of smell. So I know it was really COVID. Um, very mild. If I hadn't lost my sense of smell, I would not have even thought that I had it. Right. Okay. I, I didn't feel sick. I had no fever, nothing, no cough, nothing. So um, I have uh, siblings 
um, who are harassing me to get the vaccination, and I don't feel that I should have them. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, Justine, I, uh, I think I think your comments are uh, comments or thoughts that are on a lot of people's minds these days, and about whether or not to get the vaccine and and how to deal with pressure from other people, whether it's family members or whether it's coming pressure from government um, or, or, or other people in, in, in society. I think we're all thinking about that and wondering about that. And, and I think you have a unique uh, situation also in the sense that you had COVID, right? So, um, yeah. you know, uh, you know, the, the, the thinking I'm sure is that you're immune because you had it and, uh, and that you don't need the vaccine. Yeah, and, and nat- right. natural immunity is, uh, you know, something that I think, you know, depending on who you're talking to, is more desirable than a, a vaccination at this point, especially for this particular um, virus. So, right. you know, I think the push for you to get the vaccine is more for you to, I, I don't know, because I don't know, um, you know, who, who's talking to you and stuff, but it's, it sounds like it's, ooh, more uh an effort to get you to toe the line um and you know kind of right. follow well, what's really funny what was really funny is um i said to my to my sister i said you know i've already had the covid why should i get a vaccine and she said well you know you're not going to be covered but for the variants right. no. the, the vaccine was not made for the variants either it was made for the original covid 19 so right. Right, right. And what, what, one thing, Justine, that I, I think I'm sure Tyler would say the same thing, or Taylor, I'm sorry, <laughs> would say the same thing, um, is if you get a chance, um, if you go to SWATradio.com um, and you can listen to past broadcasts, uh, Doug interviewed a woman, and it was on February 18th, so you can look for the February 18th program. He interviewed a doctor named Lee Merritt. And it's a long story, but it turns out Doug became aware of her and she has spoken out against or with concerns about the vaccine. And it turns out she's the woman who operated on Doug's knee 29 years ago when he was in the Marines. And um, it, oh, well. so we were, you know, we've talked about the fact that, that that's not a coincidence, right? That, that yeah. Doug was put back in touch with her and was able to have her on the show right at a time when the vaccine and masks and COVID in general are such a such a hot topic and so if you can find that broadcast it's very very informative and it it and i'm not saying you know one way or the other everybody has to make up their own mind but i think everybody should have as much information as they can they can get yeah and along those lines uh, i think the best-selling book in the country this past year was called the faucian or this past week excuse me was called the faucian bargain which is uh kind of goes and talks about uh our response to COVID-19 and the actually it has more footnotes than it does uh, pages. So it's uh, really well, or I guess more than written pages, but it's really well researched and it has a lot of the uh, expert uh, studies and stuff like that. Uh, It's on Amazon right now, although I heard that it's kind of being shadow banned lately Mm -hmm. as far as when you type in Faustian bargain, it goes to Faustian bargain. Oh really? And it makes it hard to, but that book, uh, like I said, right now is like best selling book in the country. Um, I bordered it. I haven't read it yet because it hasn't come in, but um, I think that could be a good resource too. Yeah. Um, especially helping you just be armed with the truth uh, when you go into right. You know, right. 
these discussions like this. I think that's what we're all after, and that's what's been so hard to get. Yeah, is the truth. So. Yeah. Well, Justine, I hope we're able to give you a little bit of help and 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 give you some resources there to help you with your decision and situation. But we certainly uh, want to remember to pray for you and 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 hope that things work out, especially with your family. Yeah, and don't be afraid to stand strong yeah. in your convictions. No, no, I'm not afraid. Good. I have Good. Jesus on my side. So yeah, that's right. that's right. Amen. That's right. Well, we really appreciate you listening and calling, Justine. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Right, bye. Bye. Yeah, I think, boy, I think that that's on a lot of people's minds. Isn't yeah, it? and especially you know, like with fam, like family members that have you know come down on different uh, sides of of uh, you know the issue. That's that's got to be something that's pretty. Yeah. Difficult as well, just you know, similar as what we were talking about uh, with you know church membership yep. and stuff. Churches, like that. families, yep, yep, and 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 that brings up uh, kind of a good segue, you know. And I know you were talking about the uh, the the gun um, gun law changes or the executive orders. That's mm-hmm. how he's doing it. Mm-hmm. I, and I think going back to that, we're seeing a lot of that. Um, one one party controls mm-hmm. pretty much all three branches right now, and I think that is seen as their opportunity to for lack of a better way to put it get you know cram that agenda in yeah before the 20 the 2022 elections yeah and you know that party has a i would say has a thought that they can tell other people you know what to do and that's what we're kind of seeing with this whole covid thing where people are breaking apart you know with uh, either be it family or churches that mm-hmm. people feel they have the right to tell you uh what to do in in a situation when it has when it affects your own personal body right um you know and it lines up kind of with what we were talking about well one of the things i remember from the interview with dr Merritt that i thought was a great point now here's someone who is highly credentialed um former i think i may get this a little bit wrong but former head of i think the american association of surgeons trained in bio warfare you know she had a lot of credentials if you listen to the interview you'll hear that and she's got legitimate concerns, and mm-hmm. she's trying to make those known. Now, why is there such opposition to her? Why? And it's happening all over the place. Why are people trying to silence her who, who, who have different views or views on the other side? And that's one of the things she said in the interview. You can always tell um, who's controlling or who's trying to control the narrative by who's trying to oppose and what you say and quiet. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking just opposing with words i mean she's had some serious threats made and Mm. things like that and uh and so anyway i i you know we've talked i know doug talks a lot on the program and you have and when i've been on you know what we're after is the truth right the truth of of what scripture teaches first and foremost but also just truth in 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 the world in terms of making decisions Mm -hmm. that we want to make we want to make the best decisions we can and the most in line with what God commands and wants us to do. And, and the way that we can best do that is to be armed with the truth. But trying to get to the truth these days is, is yeah. so difficult. And I think that's one of the things that I hope we're doing on SWAT Radio is to point people or to encourage people, dig for the truth. And you and I were talking you know, during the break and before the show, I think this Georgia election law fiasco is, a, is such a prime example of, of having to really dig for the truth because the narrative that's out there, again, just to highly, highly uh, summarize it at a very high level, Georgia passed a law recently 
to a, re- a rather tame yeah, law. Absolutely. Yeah. Compared to some other states. Yeah. But a law. And especially that, with what went on in the past election in that ex- state. Exactly. It's, it's not a, a, it should not be a very controversial law. No, but a law, they called it an, an election integrity law, a mm-hmm. law aimed at just keeping some basic controls in place over the election process. Yep. And, um, but some of the things that are being uh, spouted in the narrative, right, and it goes right up to the president. Yeah. He has said some of these things are that the the law the law is being called racist. The mm-hmm. law is being referred to as a Jim Crow law. The law is being referred to as a, a voter suppression law. Mm-hmm. And you know some of the things, uh, some of the specifics are that the law outlaws providing water or food to people waiting in line to vote, which is a lie. Yeah, that's a lie. What the law provides for and says that that there is no electioneering allowed, no trying to campaign for your candidate within a certain distance of people waiting in line Mm -hmm. or in a polling place. It doesn't mean that polling workers, for example, can't give water to people waiting in line or that that people can't bring their own water. And you and I were joking beforehand Who's waiting in such long lines to vote that yeah. they're getting dehydrated or that, that they don't have access to water? It's just Yeah, and especially because uh, under the law, it's 17 days uh, before – there's 17 days of for early voting. So it's not like, you know, on voting day, people are going to be in major long lines. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that plays into like a culture war mentality, which is like with the MLB, um, you know, saying, oh, this is racist, so we're going to pull out. And then they go to Denver, which has a 9% black population, whose voting laws are more strict than what the Georgia law just passed, and really shaft the, the black uh, business owners in Atlanta more than anything. But yet, you know, hey, we're, we, we, you know. That's a huge part of this, is that, is that the op, they want the optics mm-hmm. of moving out, moving the All-Star game out of Atlanta to try to... Toe the line, as you mm-hmm. said earlier, with 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 popular thought, yep. and yet what they've done is hurt the very people they're claiming to represent yeah. economically. Yeah, them and you know the Democratic Party are after optics and not truth. You know, and, and we need to be after the truth. All right, we are up against the news break, so we will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle that is at SWAT Radio Talk. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. SWAT Radio. That was Ren Collective with Rescuer. If you are just joining us just before the news break, we were talking a little bit about Georgia's election law um, that some people uh, on the left side of the aisle have called 
uh, racist. And, you know, I kind of when I'm thinking about that, why they are calling it racist is because, you know, specifically you got to have an ID uh, to vote. And, you know, the Georgia law provides for if you don't have an ID that you can give your social or you can get a free voter ID card. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, really, that's what Thomas Sowell calls the uh, has called in the past the soft bigotry of low expectations. Mm. You know, that uh, that because you're black, you don't know how to find you, know, you don't have a car. You don't drive. You, you don't know where the DMV's at. And uh, and it reminded me of a few years ago, there was an Army Horowitz. Uh, he does like video shorts and. He went and he went to college campuses and asked if voter ID laws were racist. And, you know, a bunch of white kids were all, oh, yeah, so racist. You know, those people, they don't know how to use the system and blah, blah, blah. And then he went downtown in New York and asked a bunch of inner city people, hey, you have an ID? Yeah, I got an ID. Do you know where the DMV is? Yeah. Why are you asking me this? Right. But, you know, it just goes to show that instead of, you know, looking for the truth, it's what's the narrative we can push. And when you are pushing that narrative that oh, this law is racist, you're in fact being pretty racist in the way that you're pushing that narrative. Right. The assumption that, like you just said, people don't have an ID or can't get one. Mm-hmm. You know, I and I've heard countless lately on, on, on TV, on podcasts, African-American commentators talking about, I, I don't know any people that don't have IDs yeah. or that don't have a social. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's got a social if it comes to that, but most people have a license and if mm-hmm. they don't they can like you said they can get a free voter id card um it, it's just and and to close that out i had read an article about um you know one of the huge proponents of major league baseball moving the all-star game in georgia was stacy abrams mm-hmm. who ran for governor against the current governor lost and has been very vocal about things since and blamed her loss on voter suppression yeah. and all of that and apparently, just a few weeks before the Georgia law was passed, she was in New Jersey, or whether she was in New Jersey or not, she was praising New Jersey's voting laws. Mm. And Chris Christie, the governor of New Jersey, I don't know if he's still the governor. Maybe he's the, is he still the governor? I don't even no. know. He may be the former governor. But he came out and said, look, she was praising the laws here, but they're actually more restrictive, to your point earlier, than than the Georgia law. Yeah. But the difference is, as I see it, New Jersey's a fairly solid blue state. Mm. They're trying to turn Georgia blue. Yeah. And so the the focus is going to be on Georgia and what an awful law this is, when the reality is it's less restrictive and, and certainly no worse than laws in many other states. Yeah. So it's just... Again, I would um, imagine Stacey Abrams really killed her future political aspirations by having the MLB, the MLB move out. Because from what I've heard, people in the area are not. No, you know, happy no. About uh, Atlanta is 51 percent African-American, mm-hmm. I believe. And there's a lot of African-American owned businesses and mm-hmm. they're they're going to take a hit from this. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's putting ideology right yeah. over over people's lives mm-hmm. and over what's good for people. So. And finally, you know, another another uh, uh, Georgia representative. I, I think you and Doug talked about this, um, but I think it's a good lead in. I, you know, I Doug interviewed Dallas Jenkins yesterday, and, and I hope people got to hear, hear that. Uh, the creator and the writer, director of The Chosen. If you haven't heard it, uh, really encourage you to go and and listen to it on the on the website. Um, you can listen to past broadcasts, but. Uh, 
Raphael Warnock, who was elected to the Senate from Georgia, and who is also a pastor. He's the pastor of New Ebenezer Baptist Church in in the Atlanta area, which happens to be the -hmm. church that Martin Luther King was pastor at um, years ago. Um, He put out a tweet over Easter weekend, and I, I have it here. I'll just read it verbatim. The meaning of Easter is more transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Whether you are a Christian or not, through a commitment to helping others, we are able to save ourselves. Let that sit for a minute, right? And, you know, anytime we see the phrase, we're able to save ourselves Mm -hmm. in a spiritual sense, are, as truth seekers and as those who are committed to to the, the scriptures, you know, our antenna should go right up. Mm-hmm. And mine certainly did when I saw this. And to to put yourself out there as a a pastor, not not just a believer, but a pastor, and then make a statement like that that's out on social media is is hard to understand. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's blatant heresy uh, in my mind, and I don't think we should be. I don't think we should be afraid to call it that. Um, but I'm I'm fairly certain that he is a uh, someone who holds the idea of uh, liberation theology mm-hmm. and uh, Ibram X. Kendi, who wrote, uh, I believe white fragility or how to be an anti-racist. One of those two. Um, he, he had a, he was speaking in a church just recently said, Hey, you know, we reject savior um, Christianity and, 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 and savior theology and in favor of this liberation theology. Mm-hmm. So if you reject the need for a savior and you reject you know, the whole premise of Christ coming and dying right. for your, well, of course you're going to say something like that yeah. because, oh, you know, how we were really saved is by creating heaven here on earth. Right. You know? so, right. Right. No, that's a great point. And, uh, I, I, I mentioned to you earlier off air, you know, some of the, some of the defenders that he had on Twitter, there were people who thankfully came right out and pointed out the truth and disagreed, but the, some of the defenders, uh, made comments like, you know, well, he's the pastor of Dr. King's former church. Mm-hmm. Like that has anything to do with what he said or the the truth or the lie of what he said, right? It, we, we've talked about that and we've heard that all our lives. You don't become a believer. You don't become a follower of Jesus by ancestry. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that is, uh, first off, that's a good example of how a platform, you know, gives you uh I, I don't want to say power, but influence, you know, people listen to you because of the platform. That is a, a you know, Dr. King, that is a, a church platform that people know and recognize and uh, in, in, in a sense trust. But also to just say that he is right because of this is an appeal to authority, which is what throughout this whole COVID thing we've seen from a large portion of people of just, this is what the experts say, not what truth is. This is what the experts say. I don't care what the truth is. I'm not going to find it out for myself. This person said that, so I'm going to trust them. Mm-hmm. You know, this person said, oh, we don't need Jesus. I'm going to trust them. Right. And, right. you know, that is a mischaracterization of, you know, Jesus, what his intent was for here. And it's also, I think, you know, not understanding who Jesus the man was, which is, I guess, tying into uh, Doug's interview yesterday yeah. with Dallas Jenkins. Yep. Yep. And just, you know. And these are very familiar verses, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention them. We're in Acts 4.12, we're, we're studying Acts and SWAT right now in the Bible studies, where Peter, talking about Jesus, Peter says, there is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved, mm-hmm. right? And then, of course, Jesus in John 
fourteen six, right? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Mm-hmm. And so the only way to have our relationship made right with God and be reconciled to God and our sins forgiven and be adopted into his family is through faith in Jesus and through the work and person of Jesus, right? So um I'm I'm glad I was glad to hear, like I said, that there were there were many people who jumped on that, fortunately. Right. So but yeah, talking about uh, talking about Chosen and Dallas Jenkins, and um, again, if uh, if you haven't heard of the Chosen, I'm going to assume most of the people listening to SWAT <laughs> Radio have probably heard of the Chosen. But if you haven't heard about it or watched it, would highly encourage you to to watch it. Um, it is a series um, with eight episodes in the first season. Uh, about the life of Jesus, uh, created by this guy Dallas Jenkins, and you mentioned earlier whose father is pretty well known writer and mm-hmm. uh, named uh, what was his first name again? Is it Gary? Jerry. Jerry. Right. G- Jerry or Gary Jenkins, right? Um, but they started this, and um, it's available uh, via a, the, an app, the Chosen app. Um, but the first season, which is eight episodes, is now available. Uh, you can see it on YouTube, and I'm sure other platforms that I won't embarrass myself trying to uh, talk about. I'll, I'll be like one of the people in the, those progressive commercials where you're trying to become, not become like your parents. Um, but anyway, um, uh, Dallas was on. And uh, I, again, the, the, the way that the series is put together, um, the way the production value, the actors, it's just, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that, um, that Dallas Jenkins talked about in the interview with Doug yesterday was, uh, you know, some people have concerns when they watch it um, that it's not line by line, you know, what the Bible says and what, what the gospels say. And, uh, and Dallas Jenkins talked about that yesterday. And I think he talked about it in a previous interview Doug did with him, that it's not meant to be that it's not meant to be a Bible study. It's meant to be a tool uh, for us to watch and, and enjoy and learn and a lot of it is based on not only the scriptures, but by the way, every major thing in the show that I've seen is spot on with respect to scripture. All of the incidents, the the, the, the stories that we know from mm. scripture are spot on. But he takes some, I like the term sanctified imagination, he takes some liberties um, with filling in what the lives of the disciples were like, what the life of Jesus was like. We 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 need to remember that these were real people, real humans living at that time who jesus chose and jesus was fully human even though he was fully god and and um there were a couple of aspects of the show uh, and i know we're going to come up to a break here but i'll just introduce it and then we can talk in the next segment uh, a couple of things that strike me about the chosen are that um it really gives you a little insight or, or spurs your imagination about some aspects of Jesus' personality that we might not think about when we just read the scriptures, and mm-hmm. one being kind of his his playfulness and his even sense of humor. And uh, I think that's kind of one of those topics that people might back away from a little bit. Oh, wait a minute, Jesus' sense of humor and playfulness, and then secondly, his his extravagant generosity. And one of my favorite authors, I've mentioned it before, is a guy named John Eldridge. Mm-hmm. He's written a bunch of books. At, Probably the most famous one is Wild at Heart. Um, but he wrote another one called Beautiful Outlaw about the personality of Jesus. And I just want to talk about that a little when we come back. All right. So make sure you stick with us. 
We will be back with more after the break. If you would like to go back and listen to that uh, interview that Doug had yesterday with Dallas Jenkins, you can go to www.swatradio.com and click on the past programs link. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. But wait until after we're done today. But that's where you can uh, listen to it if you would like. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. That is Red Letters by David Crowder. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are joining us, we've talked about um, the news of the week. And uh, then just before the break, we were starting to talk about Dallas Jenkins and The Chosen and then kind of parlaying that into talking about the personality of Jesus um, and referencing John Eldred's book, uh, uh, Beautiful Outlaw. If you would like to join the discussion or if you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Yeah, one of the things that that Doug and Dallas Jenkins talked about yesterday, Doug asked him about that. By the way, Doug had, Doug had, just as an aside, because I'm going to jab Doug and it's kind of funny, I, Doug had, texted me or called me not long before and said, you know, you have any questions that you want me to ask or, you know, and, and it's Doug does a great job with those interviews. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, and I, I gave him a couple of thoughts and then he asked those questions and I immediately, one was about, one was about humor that they've injected into the show. And, and, uh, the other was about Nicodemus. And so mm-hmm. when Doug was done, I immediately texted him and said, those were incredibly thoughtful <laughs> and well thought out, well worded questions. Where did you get those? You know? Um, but one of the things that, again, that they talked about was that Dallas Jenkins talked about how important, um, playfulness and humor is in his own life. Mm. And I think you and I can relate to this. I think guys get this a little more maybe than women, but, um, kidding your friends, jabbing them, right. Being sarcastic with them a little bit is a way that you show affection Mm -hmm. with your friends and your family, right? Yeah. You know, obviously within limits, but, right. but, you know, it's a sign to me 
that I belong in mm-hmm. a certain group, right? Right. You might be in a certain group and you're going to have an outsider come in and you're all on your best behavior and you don't do those kind of things because you don't want the person to take it the wrong way. But, you know, with your friends, you you do have some humor and some mm-hmm. playfulness and jabbing and all that. And it's part of a way we can show affection. And, and, and Dallas said yesterday in the, in the interview that he wanted to show that in Jesus and the actor playing Jesus has a lot to do with that as well. But he wanted to show that um, because 13 guys walking around the countryside mm-hmm. for three years yeah. must've had some of that and must've had some funny moments and kidding each other and all that. And um, and I think more deeply than that, and, and, and again, this is talked about in the interview yesterday, it's important for people who either already know Jesus or who are contemplating following Jesus to know something about his humanity, mm-hmm. that he's not just this stern, we know he's God, and we know primarily why he came and what he did, but it's important to know who he is in his personality in terms of knowing that we can follow somebody who is so loving and playful and kind and generous. Right. And, and as I watched, as I've watched the chosen and as I listened to Dallas Jenkins yesterday, I thought of this book again by Eldridge. I'm just going to read something from the, from the book jacket here that I thought reflects this really well. It says reading the gospels without knowing the personality of Jesus is like watching television with the sound turned off. The effect is a dry, two-dimensional person saying strange, undecipherable things. But when we discover his true character, this man who made the wind, music, and flying squirrels, suddenly all of the remarkable qualities of Jesus burst forth with color and brilliance like fireworks. And then it goes on to quote Eldridge, we need Jesus like we need oxygen, says John Eldridge like we need water, like the branch needs the vine. Jesus is not merely a figure for devotions. He is the missing essence of your existence. To have Jesus, really have him, is to have the greatest treasure in all worlds. To have his life, joy, love, and presence cannot be compared. A true knowledge of Jesus is our greatest need and our greatest happiness. And I think that this book and a series like The Chosen is, is, a, is a great, they're great, and again, they're not scripture. Right, but they're great tools to help us better understand Scripture and who Jesus is. And yeah. and you know, one example I, I watched a couple of episodes last night. I'm trying to rewatch a few episodes um, that I haven't seen for a while before I watch the first episode of season two, just to try to get reacquainted. And one of the episodes I watched last night was I think it's I think it's episode five, or maybe it's three. Sorry. Um, three or four, <laughs> pick a number between one and eight. Um, but it's the scene where Jesus calls Peter mm. and Simon, I'm sorry, Peter and Andrew and James and John, but it's focused primarily on Peter. And in, in the scene, and it's a very familiar scripture, right? But the, the, the scripture tells us what happened. It's in, it's in Luke five where Jesus is teaching the crowd by the lake and um, it's, it's crowded and they're kind of pressing him up against the water and some of them can't hear him that well. And he asks if he can sit in the boat, one of their boats and it's the boat that belongs to Peter. What a coincidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a joke. I didn't mean it. <laughs> um, and, 
And it, as he sits in the boat, and then he says to Peter, and hold on afterwards, I want to I want to talk to you. And in The Chosen, again, not to give it away, but there's a whole backstory with Peter. And it may or may not be true. This is part of the license that Jenkins takes. But Peter is in a desperate situation with the Romans and with taxes and in mm-hmm. the show. And um, he's been out fishing all night. We know that's true from Scripture. And Jesus tells him and he's and andrew has already told him i found the messiah with john the baptist he's the one that takes away the lamb that takes away the sin of the world and peter doesn't really believe him so jesus tells him you know lower down your nets again and and peter doesn't want to do it and in the in the move in the show he finally does it and he gives jesus this look like he lets the net down and he gives jesus this look like see because nothing happens for the first couple seconds. But there's nothing spoken. He just gives him a look like, come on. And the Jesus character, the, the actor playing, just, just gives him the same look and kind of shrug back, but with a little smirk on his face. And in the next split second, the boat almost tips over, and, and they've got all the fish. Now, fast forward, and stay with me. I know this is a little bit long, but but fast forward... Jesus is now resurrected. They've been through, the disciples have literally, and Jesus has literally been through hell, right? They've seen everything that's happened to him, all their hopes and dreams, you know, even though he told them that Mm -hmm. he would be raised, they didn't get it, right? So they see him go through everything that he went through, his suffering, his agony, his death, his burial, but they know he's raised because he has appeared to them a couple of times, but they're still, I think, kind of confused. So there's another scene that's recorded in John. I think it's, uh, I think it's John 21. Yeah. What are they? What are they? What does any self-respecting fisherman do when he's down and having a hard day? He goes fishing, right? <laughs> so they go fishing. Maybe in the same spot or close to it, where Jesus, certainly on the Sea of Galilee, where Jesus first called. Peter and Andrew and James and John. Well, you know, fishermen, they have their favorite spots. Exactly right. Actually, it's great that you use that line because John Eldridge actually uses that line. And, And Jesus shows up on the beach. They're out all night again. They don't catch anything. So they're miserable, I'm sure, about that. And what happens? Jesus shows up on the beach, but he hides himself from them. They don't know it's him. And he almost kind of poses like he's a tourist, right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of standing on the beach. Hey, did you catch anything? And they're probably already annoyed, right? Now, Kent, Now, as Eldridge points out, and I'm stealing some of this from the book, Jesus could have announced his resurrection, right? Mm-hmm. From the top of the temple, he could have stood on the beach with the disciples there and, and I am the Lord, come come to me, you know, in all kinds of radiant glory. Instead, he, he kind of hides his identity from them and just says, throw out your line on the, uh, throw out your nets on the other side, just like when he first called Peter. Yeah. And so if that, and then as soon as they do and the, they catch all the fish, they know it's him. And of course, it's the familiar story. John says it's the Lord and Peter jumps out of the boat with the, you know, putting his clothes on at the same time and rushes in. But I I never really appreciated 
the inner circle aspect of that encounter that it's almost like an inside joke. Yeah. And, I, and again, I'm not being irreverent about the scriptures or about Jesus, but it's it's almost like these are my buddies that I've my closest friends that I've been with for three years. I'm going to have a little fun with them, and because he he doesn't let them know it's him at first, but it but he, it's the same encounter. All of a sudden, their nets are full of fish as when he first called them. Yeah, and I I guess my point is first of all, the show does such a good job with that scene. And secondly, it helps us to understand that our Savior, like Hebrews says, is not has been through everything we've been through, was tempted in every way, yet didn't sin, and is sympathetic to all of our condition, all of our needs, all of our struggles, including the need to be part of a close group, to be mm. to belong, to be part of a family. And just like we were talking, that the joking, the kidding the playfulness gives you that sense of belonging. Yeah. So must it have for the disciples there. So anyway, just my little plug for both <laughs> the book, beautiful outlaw and the show, the chosen. Um, yeah, they're both great. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. Lo- long, long kind of story. Thanks for hanging in there with me on that. But I hope that's helpful in, uh, as you go into reading the book or watching the show. Yeah, yeah, and in reading your Bible as well, you know, just reading it and oh, of course. trying to have a sense of who Jesus the man was and, you know, his his reality as being fully God and fully man. Yeah. That, um, yeah. Thank you for saying yeah. that, of course. And and I think that reading things like this, again, the chosen, the book, their tools, it changes the way you read Scripture a little bit. It helps you as you read it to maybe have that more vivid imagination about what was really going on yeah exactly um all right well you know what that's all the time we've got for this week um or thanks that you've been listening you've been listening to swat radio if you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs please visit us at www.swatradio.com that's www.swatradio.com or you can listen to our podcast by searching swat radio you can also download our swat app in the app store and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle that is at SWAT Radio Talk. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being on with us, David. Always great. All right. You guys have a good weekend. Thanks. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual